This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 77. And the quote of the day is from Estee Lauder, who said, I never dreamed about success. I worked for it. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers and industry professionals. Information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast. And today's a really unique show because I got little John Roberts on the show, and he was already on the show before, so he's the first person that's ever done this show twice, and which is amazing because, because it's little John Roberts, and he decided to do it twice. But he's also on tour with Stevie Wonder right now, which is amazing in and of itself. And he and I talked, and he said, man, why don't, you know, when I'm on tour with Stevie, why don't we do another show? And we can talk about the tour, the tunes, the setup and all that stuff. And he held true to his word and I got him on the show today. So we get into the the whole entire tour. If you want to hear the other information about little John Roberts, you can go to drummersresource.com and just search little John Roberts and it'll show up. So we go into the whole backstory of where he came from and how he got to where he is so this interview is specifically about the stevie wonder tour which is awesome and we're going to get into it in just a second real quick i want to let everybody know that i get a lot of questions about how to market yourself what do i need to market myself as a professional and all of these other questions around being a professional musician and i came up with a quick checklist or a cheat sheet for you that you can check out you can get it 100 free go to drummersresource.com forward slash checklist And you'll be able to download it there so you can find out the six things, the six must-haves if you really want to promote yourself and really want to be a professional musician. So check that out. I just want to make a real quick checklist for you guys so that, so that you know, it's something you can just go down the list to make sure that you have in order if you really want to want to take your career to the pro level. Or even if you want to get more exposure just if you play in a local band or anything like that. So check that out, drummersresource.com forward slash checklist. And with that, I'm going to get right into this interview. John, my man, what's happening? Nick, what's up, bro? How are you? I'm good, man. Good to talk to you again, man. It is, it is my pleasure. And I got to say, man, you're the first guy that's ever been on the show twice. Wow. You're the first one to do it. So yes. congratulations yes. and thank you at the same time. <laughs> no problem, man. <laughs> I mean, I told you the last time we was going to talk again once we got out on the road on this tour. So. Yeah. I'm a man of my word, and here we go. It, it took us a few days to get it together, but I got a break now, so we cool. That's all right. I you know I know that you're I know that you're busy, so uh, so I don't I don't mind waiting for you. You know. Yeah, man, it's crazy because normally we would be you know on a bus tour for a tour like this, but Stevie's people, you know, they want to fly to every every city and and not you know do the bus tour thing. So. Oh, so they're know, all fly dates. They're all fly dates. Yep. Nice. Are they private? No. Uh, no, but it's funny because they're so um, private in this camp, you know, just, you know, and I understand because it's the safety of Stevie Wonder and all everything that involves Stevie's, you know, uh, business. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it works out for them. I'm like, it's 60 of us. And well, well, 30 of us are in the band. And then the other 30 is the crew. The crew travels on the bus. They they have buses and trucks, okay. of course, with, with all the, uh, all the stage all the and gear and all. everything, right? Right. But the band and everybody, you know, that's uh, with the uh, production as far as Stevie's camp, we all fly. Hmm. That's nice, though, man. It's you get a good night's sleep every night. Yeah, that's cool. But just going through the airport every day is like, that's a valid point. 
That's yeah. when that TSA pre-check thing comes in handy. <laughs> yeah. <it does. laughs> so would you like do you like traveling on a bus though? I'd rather travel on a bus as long as it's not too far. Right. Right. Because after, you know, getting into those 10 hours and then, you know, longer than that, that can be a drag. But yeah. like, you know, four hours or whatever like that, you know, almost even up to six to eight hours. I'm cool with that because, you know, we're we're chilling on the bus. We get to talk. We get to if you want to sleep, whatever, you know, watch movies, whatever we want to do on the way to the next city. It's cool like that. We don't have to deal with getting through the airport and security and all that kind of stuff. And getting on a plane with folks you don't know. And- Lost luggage. Right, all of that stuff. So right. you know, on a on a tour bus, you know, everything is going with you. So you know, you're not going to have to have any issues between cities that way. Sure. Unless sure. you know you have some issues on the road, but you know, I think it's I, I like that verse flying all the time. Makes sense. Makes yeah. Sense. Now if we had a Lear jet, t- what's that? If we had a Lear jet, that'd be a different story. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, we fly commercial on on this tour. Yeah. Who was I talking to? Uh, I was talking to Harold Jones and he was saying he plays with, um, uh, I can't think of his name. Every time I talk to you, I like blank out on names. Uh, Tony Bennett. And he okay. said, he's like, he flies me everywhere private, man. Wow. You know, nice. he gets picked up at the airport, brought to the gig, you know, we, not, not a bad deal. Plus, you know, he's an older guy too. So he, I'm sure he definitely appreciates that. Right. Exactly. You know? And I'm sure he's put in his time to, to deserve something like that too. I mean, he played. He played with Count Basie, so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's a cool situation right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. we were uh, we were talking off air about about this this whole entire gig, but we didn't really get into how you got the gig. So, how did you end up getting this gig? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> No, I woke up one real, day and I was playing with Steve. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, you know, for real though, um, me and Greg Philagans have been friends for a long time. And um, we've worked together in, in a lot of situations. So Greg was called to do, be the music director for this particular tour. Of course, he's been with Stevie, He's you know, since he was about 19. And, you know, Stevie took him in at an early age. He played on some of the records, all that kind of stuff. He even helped write some stuff. Um and I've worked with Stevie as well on a few occasions as well, like award shows. I did House Full of Toys with him last year. And um, I think, you know, it's a combination of Stevie uh, going through a list of musicians that he likes and, you know, and, and as well, Greg, them talking together. And I guess my name must have came up and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's get Little John, you know, to play second drums on on this show because Stanley Randolph is his, is his uh, ri- original drummer. He plays with, he's been playing with him for you know, a few years, you know, probably mm-hmm. since probably 2007, 2008, something like that, but for a while. And um, they, you know, they didn't want to just have one drummer for this tour. They, they wanted to mix up the styles and then have us play cert- some songs together. And then certain songs they gave for me to play and then other songs they gave for him to play. So it's a nice, it's a nice uh, mixture of our, of our uh, styles. And we make sure that we don't step on each other's toes and all like that. It's, it's a good way that we approached doing this record because Stevie did a lot of drum, double drums on the tracks. You know, and that's, was, I was actually going to ask you if you guys were playing double drums if, or if you were alternating or doing both or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a few songs we played together, um, you know, just cause they want, they just want a bigger sound than just one drummer. You know, of course, Stanley sounds crazy, you know, by himself, but the combination of both of us together, cause we don't just play the same groove. We mix things up. I might play different hi-hat parts. You know, he might 
play different fills or, or vice versa. So it's, you know, it's, it's a nice uh, balance of the two of us playing together and the fact that we can play together and still sound like one person, which is, right. a, you know, a challenge for some cats. You know, when you get two drummers on stage, it's like, oh, my God, what's going on? Their sl- snares are <laughs> yeah, flamming yeah. <laughs> and they're playing fills at the same time that don't make no sense, you know, so. Right. You know, sometimes I won't play a fill. I just leave it open for him to do something and vice versa. So it's a give and take thing for us. You know, it's, it's almost like you got to like, you know, give some and take some, you know, and it works so, great with us. Now, how long did you guys rehearse before you went out? Man, we rehearsed for a good four or five days for this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hold. I mean, these are whole days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eight to 10 hour days. Um, but we got but that's a lot. not much rehearsing, man. <laughs> yeah. But we got a lot of it done. And then the other thing is that we did this already last year. OK, that's how it so started. You played like, a lot of a lot of the tunes. Yeah, we played this stuff last year. So we remembered like what songs I played. He remembered what songs he played, you know, and we kept the same rhythm section. We had the same horn section, pretty much um, the same vocalist as well. Um, Stevie's daughter, Aisha, she sings background as well. And we have we have, you know, we have a 30 piece band. I was telling you off the, off this uh off the record, we have a 30-piece band, which consists of two drummers, two um, guitar players, Errol Cooney and another guy named Yohei, a Japanese guy, really awesome guitar players. Um, then we have three keyboard players, which includes Greg Philogains, um, Eddie Brown, and Roman Johnson, as well as Stevie playing, you know, clav and Rhodes and piano. Um, and then you have the six background singers, um, including Keith John, who's been with Stevie for forever and sounds just like Stevie. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, then you have two percussionists, Fausto Cuevas uh, and Manyango Jackson, who have also been with Stevie for a long time. Then mm-hmm. you have uh, we have a 10-piece string ensemble that doesn't travel with us, but we get a 10-piece string ensemble in every city. <clears throat> nice. On top of that, we have eight background we have eight choir members well it might be 10 of them i I couldn't count all the way but i think eight to (laughs) ten choir members so you know it's it's a huge production it's a huge band huge a lot of singers a lot of horns it's just it's massive man and i've encouraged people if they haven't seen the show if it comes to your city come see it or go online and, and check out some of the clips from from people's, you know, from the video cameras, from their phones or whatever, or, you know, and just check out some of the YouTube clips or some of the Instagram um, quick clips. But you, when you listen to it, it's, it's massive, man. It's, it's, it's a great band. Everybody's awesome in the band. It's just, it's a great experience. And the, the fact that we're doing from top to bottom, the Song in the Key of Life uh, record with Stevie, he's never toured Song in the Key of Life ever. No, no, no. Even when he put it out in 1976, (laughs) he had never toured this record. So this was a great opportunity that he wanted to take to to go ahead and do it. That's awesome, man. And, you know, it's funny. We we were just talking about that. You guys were just in Philly the other night and all. And, you know, I'm originally from Philly. You're originally from Philly. So everybody is posting on Facebook and on, on social media about how insane the uh the the concert was which is great to see because there was kind of like this little the little part of me that like was like yeah man my man's killing it you know yeah man i had to represent for the hometown man and i got a lot of love you know i had my family there a lot of friends there a lot of, you know old schoolmates and just everybody a lot of radio people a lot of press you know that was just mm-hmm. so 
proud that, you know, I was a part of the band. And Keith John, a background singer, actually was born in Philly as well, but he was raised in Detroit. But, you know, Stevie uh, announced him as Keith John from Philadelphia. Uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then we had one of his, Stevie's old band members, Ben. I forgot Ben's last name. Excuse me not for not knowing his last name, but Ben played in Stevie's uh, earlier bands back in the day. And he actually played on Song in the Key of Life as well. So he sat in on guitar. Um, one night, Ray Parker Jr. sat in with us. Uh, I forgot what nice. city we were in. Was it Chicago, maybe? One of them. I think it was Chicago. And Ray Parker Jr. sat in with us, too, which is, you know, another homie that grew up in Detroit as well with, with Stevie. And uh, he's known Nate Watts, Stevie's bass player, since mm -hmm. they were five years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a, it's a big Detroit thing. Like, we're playing in Detroit this week on Thursday here um at uh auburn auburn palace here and uh mm -hmm. a lot of the band members are from detroit the trumpet player dwight adams uh nate watts of course on bass greg philagains is from detroit as well stevie's from detroit um keith john you know spent a lot of his life you know growing up in detroit so yeah it's, it's a big thing for for the detroit show here nice Mm -hmm. So I want to go back to the Philly thing for a minute. I know that it's not the first time you've you've played at the at the Wells Fargo Center or whatever it's called now. The yep, you know they change the name like every every six months at that place, right? And I'm sure I'm guessing you played at the Spectrum before too, right? Yeah, a long time ago. I, I don't even remember who I was with, but I remember no. playing there. <laughs> so, but the question is, being that you grew up in Philly, what goes through your head? What's the thought process walking into these venues? knowing that you grew up there and looking at how far you've come and all the people that you've played with, is it, I mean, I, I know it's gotta be special for you coming back, but what are you thinking when you're, when you're walking into these venues? Man, I have a big sense of pride when I walk in there and it's like, it almost feels like it's my show. I don't care who I'm with. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hate the sound, you know, like, well, don't, know. we'll cut that out of the end. Don't worry. Uh, no, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding, it I'm kidding. feels like whenever I play there with whoever it might be, it really feels like it's my show because, um, you know, I just, I have so much, I'm so proud as far as being one of the musicians from Philly that, you know, started there and came out of there and, and, and succeeded and succeeded in what I was trying to do musically. And Philly is where I learned all of those, you know, things from, like, it's just, it overwhelms me. Like even when I walked into Wells Fargo the other day I, and everybody in the crew and, and the, you know, band, they all know, they're like, this is John's town. We got to do this one for John, you know? <laughs> like, right. And it's just a feeling that comes over you. That's like, wow, man, it's, it's a great accomplishment to come back home and, play in front of your peers and your family and all like that. And everybody's rooting you on and, you know, you get an extra sense of, of, of pride, you know, and, and it makes you want to play even harder than what you played in any other city. You know, right. <laughs> of right. course I try to go hard in every city I go to, but Philly it's like, man, you put an extra oomph in there for Philly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. You know? It's funny. My, my buddy, Nick just, uh, just played at the Wells Fargo center with, he's in uh cage, the elephant. And he played with, uh, with the black keys and he's this is a guy that you know that that he and i played a ton of gigs together in philly and it was just it was gratifying to me to see him walking out on stage you know on on that stage that we've both looked up to and you know said man i, I want to play there right so it's it's nice to see even if it's if it's not you doing it, it's nice to see your people doing exactly. it. exactly that's how Which i feel good. about all my boys too when i go to see them play you know same way mm-hmm 
Yeah, man. But you deserve it, man. You know the the not that you need the reassurance from from me, but you definitely deserve everything that you got, man. And that that sense of pride is something that you should have because you it's rightfully yours. Man, I appreciate that, bro. Absolutely, man. Yeah, man. So so this tour, what's is there is there some things that that are different on this tour than than other tours, or or what have you learned on this tour that that you haven't learned on other tours? For one thing, Stevie's. Um, well, how should I say this? Stevie's um, his infrastructure is very much different than most of the people that I've worked with because Stevie is an icon, and mm-hmm. he's a he's a living legend. And uh, things just have to be done differently when you're dealing with with an icon like him, you know. And um, don't forget the fact that he is blind, you know. So right. you got to treat things a little more differently. And and as far as the security and all those kind of things, it's definitely on a different level. That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> so how so how accessible is Stevie on tour? Do you guys oh, interact with him a lot? Yeah, we talk to him. We you know. We walk up to him, and he loves it. You know, he loves to get the feel and, and the love, the energy from the band members and the singers and all. He's just wide open, man. We jam. Like, if you if you don't, uh, if Greg or anybody doesn't stop him, we'll keep jamming through soundcheck. We won't even play a song that we're doing that night. We'll be playing all kind of other stuff, you know, some, some jazz standards or some Latin stuff or whatever he's feeling that day. As soon as he sits down to the piano he's like a little kid you know he just starts playing whatever he's feeling and that day and everybody right. starts chiming in we'll even make up a song sometimes you know he's he's the best as far he's a musician like the rest of us you know so right you know we right. sit down we just start feeling something we start jamming and naturally it turns into something so we do that a lot you know you know within the reason because we have a you know certain amount of time that we can sound check for so and we got to go through stuff every every show because we have different um string section every day so and we have different choir members sometimes so we got to go through certain songs at every sound check <clears throat> right because now yeah, I, new people all the time yep right sure well yeah, yeah and you were saying that you use a different string section every night and, yep mm-hmm. you know, or what and and every town i should say and i must so, say that philly's uh string ensemble was awesome i was very happy and proud of that section you know every city is a different sound different vibe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the string ensemble from Philly, whoever they were, just came in and smashed it. I was very happy about what they, how they performed. That's and he good. was happy, too, you know? Good. Yeah. Good. Go Philly. Right. <laughs> Man, I wasn't saying that Sunday. I don't know if you watched that game. All right, we're not going to get oh into the Eagles. We're not going to get into the Eagles game. We ain't going to talk about Man, that depressed I, me. I had, to, I had to lift my spirits before I went on stage because the, <laughs> the game was on while we were at catering in between – you know, the, the sound check in the show and we're watching it and we're getting our butts beat. I'm like, Oh my God. You know, cause I was bragging earlier. I'm like, yes, Eagles playing today. Y'all. Yeah. 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 You know, right. <laughs> I came into the dressing room after the game was over. Everybody's looking at me like, how about those Eagles, John? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shut up. <laughs> I was with the Packers fan too, while I was watching it, which was even worse. Oh, wow. Yeah, we we got our butts beat that day. Yeah, was, I don't know what was, happened. Maybe it was the weather or something. I don't know. Something yeah. happened. I don't know. <laughs> it's don't like know. when we're good, we're good. But when we suck, we suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do it right either way. <laughs> we're real good at real at being really bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man. So how many more dates do you have on this tour? We got six more cities. 
Six more cities. Mm-hmm. Do you know them? Do you know the six that you're going to? So you got Detroit tomorrow. Detroit, yeah. Detroit is Thursday. So we have two oh, days Thursday. off, thank God, because we, we all want to rest a little bit right now. But we have uh, Detroit. Then we go to Atlanta, which is going to be crazy, too. Oh, nice. I live there. You got, so, like, two homecomings in one tour. Exactly. So Atlanta's going to be off the chain because Atlanta loves Stevie's music. and I mean, not that anybody else doesn't, but Atlanta sure. has another love for Stevie. I mean, the house, like, they play house songs with Stevie remixes and stuff. So they're, they're going to be off the chain. It's going to be a party in Atlanta. Nice. Um, then after Atlanta, we go to Toronto. We play there. Um, then after Toronto, where do we go after Toronto? Ah. I wish I knew all of this off the top of my head. I don't know in, in order, but we do have Toronto. Then we have like um, Vegas. We have Seattle. We have uh, Oakland. And then we have a show in um, in L.A. as well, like what we did last year, House Full of Toys. That's his Stevie's charity that he does in December every year. And that's how this whole thing started, because we did Song in the Key of Life as part of House Full of Toys last December. Oh, okay. So we're going to end up where we started, basically, December awesome. 20th. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then, you know, who knows? I, I'm almost sure positive that the cities that we didn't go to on this run are going to be visited <laughs> next year. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's good, too. That's yep. good, too. And so the um, the you didn't have a lot of time to learn this material, so luckily you knew a lot of it because you were on tour with Neo like right before this. Yeah, right I left the tour, right? I left Neo the last week of his tour to come start rehearsing with with um with Stevie. And Rex Hardy, good friend of mine who plays with Mary J Blige and um you know American Idol, you know Rex. Um mm-hmm. he came in and filled in for me for the last few dates with Neo and uh yeah, he did a great job and everything, but yeah, I had to come straight to rehearsal after my last show with with Neo in Atlanta and flew straight to LA and started rehearsing immediately. But yeah, oh, we like I said, we had already done the music already last year, so we were already acclimated to it. We just had to refresh our memory and you know get the arrangements and all that kind of stuff together because we're actually using a lot of the tracks from the record. Oh, really? Yeah, that like the keyboard stuff and all like that mm-hmm. that Stevie programmed and or played. La- well, he ain't program them; he played oh, yeah, everything. He played them, right? right. <laughs> so that stuff that he played then in the seventies, we kept it. You know, we got it from the reels or whatever, however way they got it. Even some of the uh, percussion we kept. Some even some of his fills, his Tom fills and things like that. Because the main thing is that they wanted to make this record sound the same live. <clears throat> right. They wanted this show to sound just like the record. That's so even impressive. some of the fills that he played, you know, me and Stanley will play some of those things verbatim just because it's so funky and, you know, <laughs> sloppy. It like, worked then, it'll work now. Exactly. Because Stevie, you know, Stevie has a real funky way of playing drums and it's real loose. You know, I don't want to say it's uh, it's um, sloppy, but in a way, right. you know, it's almost like sloppy funk. You know, like Amir right. is good for that too. Like Amir, right. Questlove, uh, plays... On purpose, you know, sloppy hip hop between beats. the cracks kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Stevie automatically plays like that. That's just his style. So it's almost like, man, why, why try to play anything else besides what he had already done? Because it's so funky anyway. Right. So even some of the fills, you know, like he does these <laughs> crazy fills that you wouldn't even think of as a drummer. You know, you're like, wow, that's dope, man. <laughs> so I even, I even use um one-headed drums on this tour oh really like the concert toms well i don't use bottom heads 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, we took the bottom heads out. We we like cut the uh, holes. We we cut holles in the skin of the bottom toms, a uh, bottom um, the rims, so that you know we could keep the rim on there, but the 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 head is out. So I, you know I got like real dull sounding drums. They're they're muffled. Mm-hmm. You know I got like Vader uh, uh, gels on them. You know putting my little shout out to Vader gels. There you go. <laughs> but I put them on there. They're kind of like moon gels, but they're better mm-hmm. actually. And um, I put some of them on the toms, so the toms sound real dry and 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 you know just real muffled and dry just like he it sounds on his records who played on that record a lot of that he did did he like he played on a lot of that stuff and then some things i think maybe dennis davis might have played drums on or um uh another cat named eddie i forgot eddie's last name um nate knows exactly who that guy is but mm-hmm. i think he played on as with herbie um but yeah a lot of that stuff though stevie played drums on I knew that he played a lot on it, but I know that he had, I was, you know, or I didn't know. I, I figured he had some other studio cats on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so what kind of kit are you using then? Well, I, um, Tama has a set that I use in LA a lot that we pulled out to um, take on the road with us. It's not my personal set, but it's a set that I use a lot, you know, when I'm mm-hmm. doing stuff in Los Angeles. And um, so we, it's like, it's a star classic maple set. You know, I usually use Bilbingas. But for this, you know, for this sound, the, the maples sounded perfect for it. What? So what? What dimensions are you using? Um, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Regular standard toms. Yep. Then- and and Stanley has like a setup of two different configurations. He has his regular setup that he uses on the right side, and then on the left side is where he he you know uses the older 70s sounding set with a smaller kick drum and all but he has a big tom the tom i think might be like a 14 or 15 yeah it looks like a 14 an inch mm-hmm. um tom um uh, with um a 12 or 13 inch tom <clears throat> and a big really heavy snare mm-hmm. so any he, he has like an ex, uh, uh, a high hat that has an extended um um, what do you call those things? It's this extended hi hat thing. What like a, the uh, what like the the rod or like the yeah, like an extend extension hi hat with the pedal with the extension. Oh uh, oh oh, like the cable. Yeah, cable mm-hmm. hi hat. Yep, yeah, yeah. he has that attached to the set. So this the the hi hat is actually like in the middle of the snare, kind of and the a remote hi hat. That's what it is. Remote hi hat. Yeah, <laughs> man, my brain today. <laughs> and then, but the and then, the two know, of us were like, "What's that thing called?" Right. And his I'm like tom, a foot pedal. I don't know. Right. And his tom is on the left side. So the snare's in the middle. The kick drum's on the right side. The, the hi-hat's right above the snare. It's like, it's real easy. You know, he, he mm-hmm. set it up so it's real easy for him to play. But the fills, he has to go from right to left instead of going oh. left to right. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the toms, you know, are on the left side because the next, the, the other drum set starts with the hi-hat on the other side. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it's nice how he got it set up, though. But it sounds really old and and real, you know, dry like my drum sound. But he has both sets uh, set up to do both things. To, to well, that's what I was interested in to see. You know what what kind of drums you guys were using to get that sound. If you were trying to make it as authentic as possible, right? And he's using like dot heads, like clear dots. Sure. You know, and I'm using I'm using my regular emperors that work pretty well with this with this what I was going for because once I tried them I was going to switch to like some vintage, clear I mean uh, coated heads or whatever like that to try to really get that '70s sound. But once I put the uh, m- the gels on there, um, 
I just tried it out once we took the bottom heads off, and I was like, oh, my God, this sounds great right here, you know? So we just <laughs> left those on. There you go. <laughs> I haven't even changed the heads yet. <laughs> no? Yeah, because the older that they're getting, the better it's sounding. <laughs> right, the better it sounds. Yeah, and, you know, because back then, nobody was changing heads too much then. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's yep. awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, listen, man, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I really appreciate you doing this interview, uh, the second interview you've done on here. So so I really do appreciate it, man. I wish you the best of luck on the rest of the tour and, uh, and you know, safe travels and all that. But I, I really do appreciate you, you taking the time to do this because I know you're tired and I know you're busy, man. It means a lot to me. Man, it's my pleasure, bro. Thanks for hitting me up again. Absolutely. It is, it's been a pleasure as always. Yes, sir. All right, man. I'll uh, I'll be talking to you soon. Safe travels and uh, and break a leg in Detroit. Thanks, bro. All right, thank you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. See you. Bye bye. So there you have it, Mr. Little John Roberts on tour with Stevie Wonder right now, and hopefully, 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 like he said, the 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 tour will continue next year into some different places because I would really love to go see one of those shows. And if you want to learn more about Lil John Roberts, you can just check out LilJohnRoberts.com, L-I-L-J-O-H-N, Roberts.com. And if you want to get that checklist, the six must-haves for any musician who wants to market themselves like a professional, go to DrummersResource.com forward slash checklist, and you can download it. It's a quick checklist that you can go through to make sure all of your all of your ducks are in order, so to speak. I don't know if any of you have any ducks, but... Uh, but if you do, you can get them in order with this checklist. All right, I'm rambling. I don't know what I'm talking about. Check me out on drummersresource.com, facebook.com forward slash drummersresource, on Instagram at drummersresource, and on Twitter at drummersrsource. And until the next podcast, keep drumming. As always, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it, and I love you, and I'll be talking to you soon. Peace. Peace.